الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اقتربت الساعة وانشق القمر وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بعثت أنا والساعة كهاتين أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most suspected mothers and sisters and students of deen Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam has given detailed guidance to the ummah in everything that is necessary for them to know for them to understand whatever was important for the ummah to take note of Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave complete guidance about this. And among the things that he gave great details about was the aspect of Qiyamat. The ending of the world, the signs of Qiyamat. And one will be astounded to the extent of the detail that Allah's Rasul gave in this regard. Now if one considers that Qiyamat will be something that will happen at its appointed time, nobody can move it anywhere, it is a certainty. So that will happen when it's meant to happen. What was the purpose, what was the object of giving such details about the signs of Qiyamat when will one understand that Qiyamat is now approaching? So Allah Ta'ala Himself knows His wisdoms best and Allah's Nabi Islam knows best the reasons for things that He has mentioned. But it is clear from the ahadith that the signs that have been mentioned are to make us take heed, to make us take note that what we should be taking great care about, what we should be very careful about how should we be avoiding certain things and how we should save ourselves from becoming the sign of Qiyamat itself. So there are many, many things that have been mentioned in the Ahadith and inshallah today we will discuss some of these things. In the Quran Sharif itself, Allah wa Taala speaks about Qiyamat. Allah Taala says, اِقْتَرَبَتِ السَّاعَةُ وَانْشَقَّ الْقَمَرِ that Qiyamat has come very close and the moon has split. In other words, the splitting of the moon, the mu'jizah of Rasulullah this is already one sign that Qiyamat has approached. How close it is? Allah's Nabi Wasallam on one occasion said, Bu'istu ana wasa'atu kahatain That I and Qiyamat have been sent, in other words, I have been sent so close to Qiyamat like these two fingers, and Nabi Wasallam put together two of his fingers, that what is the gap between the two fingers? I've been sent so close to Qiyamat. In other words, the comparison to the rest of time that has passed before me, and the time that is left between my Nubuat and Qiyamat, is like the comparison between the space that exists between two fingers. So it is like almost nothing, compared to the time that has already passed. 
since Allah Ta'ala created the world. So this is the comparison that Nabi Salaam gave to show how close this is. And then there have been various signs that have been mentioned, the alamat of Qiyamat. One are the alamat ba'ida, signs of Qiyamat that will take place sometime before Qiyamat. And then there are the alamat qariba, those signs that will take place just when Qiyamat is now right at the doorstep, almost close to happening. Like for example, the appearance of Dajjal, the appearance of Ya'juj and Ma'juj, and various other signs of this nature, and then right towards the very end of time, the emerging of the sun, and it's rising from the west, and then setting in the west. So there are various signs of this nature as well, but what we wish to focus on, what we wish to discuss today, are the alamat, the signs that will come a little before time. And these are many, many signs, and some are really very astonishing. That what Allah's Nabi Salaam said, at that time it could have perhaps not been imagined that how will this happen. But in this time and age, these are things which are glaring in front of us. These are things which one doesn't need to even look for them. It is right in front of every person. So just to take first one sign of Qiyamat which Nabi Salaam mentioned, which is very astonishing, and from there we will understand how important it is that we, we recognize what are the other signs. In one riwayat it is mentioned that Nabi Salaam said that when the earth of Makkah Mukarrama will be May, well, when the bowels of the earth, in other words, so to say, the stomach, when it is cut up, and like rivers have been made into it, then this is a sign of Qiyamat. Now when the earth of Makkah is cut up and like rivers, what is this? If one goes to Makkah Mukarramah today, one will see like there's more than 40, tunnels that have been built, long tunnels, mountains have been carved and tunnels have been built through these mountains and roads are running through it and if one considers these roads are like rivers running through the mountains, this is clearly the sign that Nabi Salaam mentioned and if there was one or two it was something, there is more than 40 like these the more famous ones are the ones that the Hujjaj, those going for Umrah, they would travel through close to the Haram Sharif, but there are many others around, Bakka Mukarrama. So this is a clear sign. Allah's Nabi Salaam has mentioned this long ago. So these are not just things which are like fairy tales, these are realities. These are things that have been clearly mentioned to us and we have to take note of it. So coming to things that are more applicable to us, which are glaring in front of us all over the time, all over the place. In one hadith, right at the beginning of many hadith kitabs, this hadith appears, hadith Jibreel. And this is a very famous hadith, well-known hadith. We would have learned or heard about this hadith many times. In this riwayat, Hazrat Jibreel came to Nabi in human form. And he asked Nabi Salaam many questions. 
One of the questions he asked was, Mata sa'a? Or akhbirni anis sa'a? Inform me about when will Qiyamah take place? So Nabi Sallallahu replied and said, that, Mal mas'uru anha bi'a'lama minas sa'il? That the person asking, and the person being asked, both are not aware of this. The person asking, he also doesn't know, and the person being asked, he also doesn't know. This is something exclusive to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Inna Allah indahu ilmu sa'a. Allah alone knows when exactly Qiyamah will take place. So when Nabi Islam clarified this, that neither do you know, nor I know. None of us know. Allah alone knows this. So then Jibreel Salaam, and he had come actually to ask these questions in order to teach the Sahaba Ikram. So then the next question he asked, فَأَخْبِرْنِي an amaratiha. Then tell me some of the signs of Qiyamat. What are the signs of Qiyamat? So Nabi Sallallahu then explained some signs of Qiyamat. That, وَأَن تَلِدَ الْأَمَةُ رَبَّتَهَا Now there are many explanations and meanings of this. That when a woman will give birth to her master, there are many, many explanations to this. But one of the very clear explanations is, that when children will start ruling over their parents, in qilab umur children will dictate, this is what must happen, this is how it must happen, and this is when it must happen, and parents will be helpless, they will be at a loss what to do, sometimes it will be something which they clearly dislike, but what do they say, and what can they say, because there they say anything, and there will be a major problem for them, so parents will be at a loss, and children will rule. Now, this is something which nobody needs to be given any explanation of this. This is glaring for all to see. And how often this has happened, that parents, they say, look, please tell my child this, tell my child that, try and explain this to him, try and explain that to him, but don't tell him I spoke to you. Don't tell him that I discussed this. But you just tell him this. Now, the parent doesn't even want to let the child know that I, that the parent has had anything to do with the discussion that will take place with the child. The child mustn't even know that the parent was the one that requested that the child be advised. So the parent is not in a position to advise the child personally. And neither does the parent want the child to know that he even requested that the child be given some advice. So what is the difference between the situation and what is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif. Exactly the situation. Now one is that this is a sign of Qiyamat. But those of us who are children, we need to look at this more deeply. One is that this is a fact that it will happen. But being told that this will happen, there is some greater message in it. That those especially who have been blessed with the opportunity of learning deen, we who are studying in a madrasa, we those who are learning the Qur'an, learning about the ahadith of Nabi Wasallam, learning about other details of deen, then what is our responsibility when we hear about this kind of explanation or this kind of sign of qiyamat in the hadith sharif? What we are being told, that you don't become a sign of qiyamat. Let us not be among those who are becoming the signs of Qiyamah. 
that where we rule our parents, we dictate, we demand, the parents will have to follow. If not, we will create a huge problem for them. We will make life miserable for them. Or the least is that we will then sulk away in some corner and look like we're getting depressed now. And suddenly now the parents will be very concerned, rather give it to him or give in to him or her. Otherwise just now she might get into a depression. Whereas all this is just sometimes just a ploy, a tactic to try and get the parents to sub, be subdued. And this is something which is on a broader scale. One is children who are teenagers, children who are still young. But then it goes further up the ladder as well. Sometimes children who are themselves already in their mid middle ages and they have older parents, parents who are in the 60s, 70s, 80s maybe. And these children are now running the show. They are controlling the scene. These are the statements that are now very commonly heard. I run the show here. I am the one controlling the scene here in this place. Everything is now under my control. So what I say goes. My parents now must understand that I am running the business. So I am doing this. So I am doing that. I am serving them in this way and that way. So now they must listen to me now. And that poor parent in that old age, what can the parent do? Parent is at the mercy of the child. What the child will demand, what the child will instruct, that poor parent has to do now. And if the child says this or that, then that, that's it. So it is unfortunately across the board. Many, many, alhamdulillah, take very good care of their parents. Many regard it as an honor and regard it as the greatest bounty of Allah wa ta'ala that they still have their parents with them, their elderly parents who they can serve, they can make their khidmat, they can go out of their way to do whatever needs to be done to make those parents comfortable, to make those parents happy, and to take the du'as of those parents. Those are, alhamdulillah, the very fortunate ones who have understood the value of the du'a of their parents. Those du'as which they take, which doesn't even come out from the tongues of those parents, but it emanates from the depths of the heart without even anybody hearing what du'as are coming. So there are those fortunate children, alhamdulillah. There are many of such people who understand the value of their parents, who serve them very well, who take good care of them, who go out of the way, and maybe they may at occasion hear the du'as of their parents. And on many occasions they may not hear it. But on others hear it. Many a times a visitor comes, many a times some friend, the parent is talking aside with that person and the parent's heart is just flowing with du'as for that child of his, for that son of his, for that daughter of his. Or that mother is, her heart is flowing and her tongue is flowing in front of those visitors or friends or whoever. The child is not there to hear it, but that person's heart is brimming with that joy and that dua is emanating, I cannot thank Allah Ta'ala enough for this child Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with, and whatever other duas the person then makes. So Alhamdulillah, there are these people in the world. And it is because of the barakat of such people that we are still safe. But unfortunately, and most unfortunately, and most tragically, there are many, many who have become the sign of Qiyamat. The sign that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned. إِذَا تَلِدَ الْأَمَةُ رَبَّتَهَا 
So what we are being taught, and especially those of us who have this opportunity of learning deen, who are in the madrasa, who are learning Quran, who are learning about the hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who are supposed to be the guiding stars, let us take very careful note of this. That if the parents are saying something, and that what they are saying is not against deen, it is not against the commands of Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then it is necessary for us to be obedient to them. Otherwise sometimes, and many times, unfortunately, these kind of questions come, but everything, I must just listen to my parents, just do what they say, uh, I got no mind of my own, I must just be like a sheep, whatever, as they heard me, I must just go along, I'm like an animal or something. Unfortunately, these are real statements, these are not just hypothetical situations, they are real statements. So, we need to understand very clearly what is the rank of our parents and that obedience to the parents is of paramount importance in anything that is not against the commands of Allah. Yes, if something they are commanding which is against the shariat, against the teachings of the Quran and Sunnah, then we cannot be obedient to them in that aspect. But apart from that, then this is our first duty and first responsibility. Obedience to the parents. Yes, if we have something to suggest, we will suggest it in a nice way, in a respectable way. We suggested it one time. Then if we feel that the parent is not understanding it because the parent is now too old to understand this, that's our opinion. But we still cannot then be disrespectful, be disobedient. We have to do what is correct. And the correct thing is to be obedient. That we don't make the life of the parent miserable. Sometimes the parents may be doing things for our benefit. We want a certain cell phone, we want a Blackberry, we want this and that. And the parent says, look, not you, not for you. But everybody's got it and I must be the only one without it. And everybody is now doing everything. I'm the only one who must sit like one hermit in a corner. And I must remain at home. These are things which will pay back later, unfortunately. Unfortunately, they pay back. The day will come when we will have to taste the bitter consequences of this kind of conduct and behavior. Many have tasted the bitter consequences. It was too late for them to turn the tide. Allah Ta'ala has still blessed us with an opportunity that we understand where we are heading to, what we should be doing, how we should be conducting ourselves, what respect we should be showing to our parents, what kind of honor and dignity that we should be handling the issue of our parents with. And... What is the necessity for us to be obedient to our parents? Allah Ta'ala has given us this opportunity to make amends now if we have slipped up somewhere. Let us win their hearts with love, with compassion. Let us take the dua from the depths of their hearts. So this is one sign of qiyamah that Allah's Nabi mentioned. And then, Another sign Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi mentioned, That when you will see people at one time who were very poor, indigent, Bedouins, now they are competing with one another in building tall buildings, huge buildings. Again, especially if one goes to the Middle East, one will find this happening very clearly. 40, 50, 70 years ago maybe, many of the people who were completely 
very down and out Bedouins, rural people who had nothing to their name. Then suddenly the oil wealth came and those very people are building huge buildings, competing with one another. Who's going to build the tallest building of the world? The very competition that has started. So this is a very clear sign of Qiyamat as well. Again, the purpose of all this and the reason why such details have been given is that when one sees these clear signs of Qiyamat, then what is to be one's conduct, what is to be one's uh, response, that is the important thing. That now a person should understand, like for example, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, somebody sees the dangers lurking around the place that he is living. It's getting more and more dangerous all the time. People are getting uh, robbed, somebody's life is going, then he can see in the distance people are getting closer, who are looking very dangerous. What does a person do then? Now the person takes every precaution. Then the boundary walls are built higher. Then there's electric fencing put on top of the boundary wall as well. And then there will be some razor wire that will be put on some direction as well. Alarm systems will be installed. And every other precaution will be put into place. There will be armed guards that will be employed. What not will be done? Then the person when he is leaving home, he will leave home first looking out, checking every direction. Now why is a person taking all this? Because he's seen the signs of danger around. So likewise, the signs of Qiyamat, when a person sees this glaring in him, at, at him, staring at him in his face, then what is required is that the person now starts taking extra precautions against nafs and shaitan, against being misled in any way. Because among the signs of Qiyamat are that various types of fitnas will come, severe fitnas. In one hadith, Nabi Islam says, Badiru bil a'mali fitanan kaqita'il laylil muslim. Yusbihu rajulu mu'minan wa yumsi kafiran wa yumsi mu'minan wa yusbihu kafiran yabi'u deenahu bi'aradim min ad-dunya. That quickly get engaged in a'mal, get engaged in righteous actions, develop your ta'aluk with Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Build this connection and link with your creator because that is where your protection will come from only. Do this before fitanan, before many, many fitanas will come. And such fitanas, muslim, like an absolutely dark night, in total darkness, everything is pitch black, there's no light. Now the person doesn't know where to move, move right or move left, step ahead, move backwards. Person is bewildered, totally bewildered. And... He doesn't know that he needs to hold on to something. Am I going to be holding on to something that will benefit me or something that will harm me? Is this going to be a stick that I'm going to pick up or a snake that I'm going to hold? So the person is totally bewildered in darkness. Nabi Islam is saying when these fitnas will come, then it will be layl Muslim, like the darknesses of the night. And as a result, if a person hasn't developed that connection with Allah wa ta'ala has not increased his taluk with Allah ta'ala. Then a person who is far away from deen will get very easily snatched up by these fitnas. Nabi Islam says, a person will start off the morning in a condition with iman. Before the evening comes, the person's iman is gone.
The person in the evening was a believer. Before the morning came, the person's iman is gone. The person will sell his iman for paltry worldly gain. For a little bit of the dunya, the person will sell off his iman. Now these are the times that we are facing, where from every direction there are various things that are distracting. There are various things that are there to snatch a person's iman away, to snatch a person's sifat and qualities of iman away. All these things are happening all the time, unfortunately. Now, what are these things? If you look around, among the signs of qiyamat that have been mentioned, one of the signs of qiyamat is that there will be great amount of shamelessness, fahashi. Great amount of shamelessness. This will become widespread. And this has been explained, nisa'un kasiyatun ariyatun. That there will be that kind of situation, where women also, many, they will be clothed yet without any clothes. In other words, the type of clothing, the type of dressing, will be such that it is like not having any clothes. How shameless this is. But everything will be going in that direction. That how can more and more be uncovered? In every way, by making it tighter, how can this uh, uncover the shape of the body? By uncovering, there would be, have been round necks will give way to V-necks. And that V-necks will get even greater all the time. And there will be no end to it. At one time, what was the norm with dresses were way below the knees, that will keep getting shorter and shorter. And unfortunately, the type of, it's, it's difficult to even discuss the subject in this manner. And how does one put forward a message without crossing the boundaries of what is appropriate to be said, what is uh, not bordering on becoming uh, or, or saying something which is incorrect. It is such a difficult situation that how does one express what are the comments made by brothers about they don't know how to react when their sisters are walking past them. How does one even talk about the comments of a son that he doesn't know how to react when his mother is passing in front of him. How does one talk about these things? How can one bring about this in a public forum and express these comments of people? They come bewildered. They email with great pain, but they don't know what to do. How do they say something? How do they hide their embarrassment and shame about what's going through them as a result of what they're seeing around them? But things are just flowing along and we are getting carried away in the current. Now this is part of the signs of Qiyamah. It is not just a jeans and tops culture that everybody is in it, we got to carry on with it. Or the type of night clothes everybody is carrying on, we got to carry on in front of our fathers, brothers, sons. And there is no haya, no shame. These are One old man called me aside one day outside the masjid. He said, but how do I... How do I tell you what, what, what's going on in my own home and what effect it's taking place? But this is just something swept under the carpet 
and the whole world is doing it, we need to carry on. So this is what we are being told, that this is this fahashi and uriyani, the shamelessness, this type of clothing that is good as no clothing. All this is part of the sign of qiyamat. We are being told, don't become the sign of qiyamat. Refrain from this completely. Adopt the clothing that وَلِبَاسُ taqwa ذَلِكَ khair. The garments of taqwa, that is the correct thing, that is the better thing. Well, we call somebody, this is the kind of fashion that is running around, we also have to become part of the fashion. That is a very dangerous line that we then are on. So, this is Nabi Wasallam is foretelling us the signs of Qiyamah. And among those signs is this aspect of Bihayai, shamelessness, immodesty. And the thing that this is becoming most apparent in is the dressing. Other things are all happening as well, unfortunately. But this is in everybody's eye. It's happening in every home, unfortunately. Illa mashallah. Those whom Allah has protected and saved. And this flood, this tsunami is just wiping across. So the time has come for us to take note of these things. Let us not get carried away. Let us be those who will now become the ones that will change the tide, who will swim against the tide and change the tide. This is no easy thing. But those who undertake this task and pluck the courage, number one, I won't get washed away in the flood waters. I won't flow with the tide. I'm not just a piece of grass on the tide. Because it's a piece of grass that just gets washed away. I'm not just a piece of grass or some piece of dirt that just gets carried away in the flood waters. No. I am a person of strength. I'm a person who has focus, who has direction. And I won't let the flood waters just carry me away. I will swim against the tide. And I will change the tide. Let us be among those people. Yes, there will be those who will pass some comments. So, when the dirt is flowing away in the tsunami, then that gets flowed away. But something that is flowing in the opposite direction, everybody will take note of that where this is going. How is this going the opposite upstream? So likewise, when we are going upstream, everybody will take note of. Some will appreciate it and some will laugh and mock at us. But the day of Qiyamah will come when we will then be smiling. We will be happy. We will be laughing. And that will be the everlasting joy. This temporary things people think they are enjoying themselves with, this is all going to come to an end. It might come to an end today for many. It might come to an end tomorrow for many. And the day after for many. And sooner or later for everyone. But the everlasting joy is the joy of the Akhirat. The everlasting happiness and pleasure is in the Akhirat. So these small little things and this fashion and that style and all these things, this is not for those who have iman in their heart, for those who are the followers of Allah's Nabi Wasallam, for those who are the sisters of Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, for those who are the daughters of Hazrat Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha, for those who are the ones who take the names of the Ummahatul Mu'mineen, that these are their guides and these are their guiding stars. It does not behove of them to get carried away by the tsunamis of the fashions of the West. No, they are people who will turn the tide. 
So let us be the ones, let us take this courage and step. We will cause a revolution, inshallah. And the very people sitting under the roof of this madrasa, they will inshallah cause that revolution. Where they will then bring it clearly to their families, to their relatives, to their extended families. I am not going to flow with the tide. I am not a piece of dirt that is going to get carried away. I will swim against the tide. I want to stand alongside Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha on the day of Qiyamat. That Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, who was so modest, who was so modest, that when she was now in her last illness, one of her greatest concerns were, one of her greatest concerns in the last illness, she can see now the days are numbered. And very soon she will leave this world. And she expresses this concern to Hazrat Asma binti Umais radiallahu ta'ala anha, who was attending to her, who was assisting her in her illness because she was very ill. And she said to Hazrat Asma binti Umais radiallahu ta'ala anha, that what will become the situation that when I pass away and I am now placed in my kafan, but then eventually the men are going to carry me and take me to the qabr and they are going to lower me into the grave. So at that time, a person is just in the kafan, my height will be known. They'll know at least how tall or how short I was. Maybe how big in size I was or how thin I was. That will become known. The, the, some some uh, impression of that will be, ap- will be apparent. Though not clearly, but to some extent, person will get this indication that how tall she was or how big in size she was etc. Some indication will become known because she's just there in her kafan. So how, how difficult this is. He is worried about this that the day she passes away that even this indication and as a result of this one, she gave the wasiyat that she must be buried at night. That at least in the cover of darkness to some extent this too will be covered. And then Hazrat Asma binti Umayya she consoled her and said, no, don't worry. That I have seen in Syria, in Sham, that on top of, because previously it was just the kafan and the mayyit used to be placed on a board or something and they would carry that like a bed and they would carry that across to the Qabristan with the mayyit lying on it. So it was all open. And even up to this day in Hijaz, etc., if it's a male, then it is just open like that. There isn't anything covering the top. It's just the kafan. So Asma bin Umay said, no, I've seen in Syria that when a woman passes away or when a person passes away, they have something made of sticks which covers the person and they put a cloth over it as it is now common on the janaza that we see when the, the box, it has a, a lid as we call it and there's a cloth over that lid. So that mayit is completely covered inside. You have no idea whether inside is a male or a female or what the size of the person is. So when Asma bin Umay said, don't worry, I have seen this and we will make this arrangement for you. Hazrat Fatima ta'ala was extremely happy over this. That Alhamdulillah, this, as a result of this, no male, even after I pass away, will get any indication of how tall or short I was, or what was my size, or anything for that matter. That Fatima ta'ala when once Nabi Wasallam inquired from the Sahaba Ikram, that what is the best quality for a woman? And everybody gave their various opinions of what is the best quality for a woman to have. And after many had given their different views, Ali radiallahu ta'ala came home. And he came home and he asked Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha. The Nabi Islam asked this question. 
And what is the best quality for a woman to possess? Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha replied and said, the best quality is that neither does she see any non-mahram and nor does any non-mahram ever get to see her. When Ali radiallahu heard this, he came back to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said, this is the expression of Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha. This is what she says, that this is the best quality for a woman. When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam heard this, he became overjoyed and said, Fatima tu bad'atum minni. After all, Fatima is a part of me. That is clear that this answer and reply, this is that link that we have. She has given the reply that is closest to me. So that Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, who is the queen of Jannah, we will cause this revolution inshallah. That we will make dressing be that type of dressing which she will be happy with. She will be proud of. And as a result, inshallah, tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah, we will be raised with her. We heard the comments of people maybe. Somebody said something, somebody laughed, somebody, the, normally I express it in this way, that somebody will see us and say that you are dressing like my great granny's elder sister. So we will hear all those things. But, there were many people, Nabi Wasallam heard comments, Al-Yazubillah, people called him Majnoon, Na'uzubillah, they called him an insane person. Na'uzubillah, he was called Sahir, that he is just a magician and doing black magic, Na'uzubillah. And Kahin, he is just a fortune teller. So Allah's Nabi Wasallam faced all these kind of comments, but that didn't deter him. So we might hear some comments, but let us be those, inshallah, who will take the courage. Let us be those who will take the courage. This is a challenge, inshallah. And this is not my challenge. Inshallah, the reward of this challenge will be on the day of Qiyamah. And when the rest of the makhluk will see that this girl who was in Madrasatul Salihat, today she is being raised with Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, then their envy will be unlimited and our joy and our happiness will be unlimited. There we will be laughing. So let us not get carried away with the tsunamis that flow, with the tides that and the currents that are just from the west, carrying away people, and we are causing problems for ourselves, causing problems for others in our families, whether we realize it or not. Let us become conscious of this. Let us start causing this revolution. Let us start adopting the clothes of haya. Whether it is clothing that we wear within our home during the day, whether it is during the night, whether it is the type of cloaks and so on that we wear when we go out, let us start bringing in that the garments of taqwa, that is the correct thing. That is the best thing. That is the thing that Allah Ta'ala is giving us targheeb for. That the garments of taqwa. And no explanation is required for this. This is common sense. What is the garments of taqwa? What is the garments of haya? Unfortunately, sometimes maybe that concept of haya in clothing might have been eroded to some extent. Then we inquire from the ulama kiram We go back to the sources and inquire from them and learn what is the clothing of haya, what is meant to be clothed in a way that Allah Ta'ala will be pleased with. And in this way, inshallah, we will earn the barakat and blessings in this world and we will get the everlasting rewards of the hereafter as well. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give me also the tawfiq, give all of us a tawfiq inshallah. In the coming weeks we may discuss more of the signs of qiyamat. 
Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to take the lesson and save ourselves from becoming the sign of Qiyamah as well. It will happen out there. But it doesn't mean we must become the sign as well. We should be taking ibrat from the signs. And we should be pro- protecting ourselves and preparing for this Qiyamah that will come. Our own Qiyamah could come at any time. Man mata faqad qamat qiyamatuhu. Allah's Nabi Sallallahu said, the one who has passed away, his Qiyamah already started. So that Qiyamah, the smaller Qiyamah of each person, that could start any moment. And we have to now become conscious of even the bigger Qiyamah and save ourselves from the things that Allah's Nabi Sallallahu has warned against. May Allah Ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. There were some requests for some Zikr to be made as well. Inshallah, on some occasions we will do that. Time has already passed. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العاز الأكرم اللهم إن قلوبنا ونواصينا وجوارحنا بيدك لم تملكنا منها شيئا فإذا فعلت ذلك بنا فكن أنت ولينا وهدنا إلى سواء السبيل اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتبفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه جمعين والحمد لله